everyone, and welcome to Sultiful. Today is Tuesday, so first up we have Miss Zofia. <laughs> she is going to talk to us about outsourcing. So let's get it started. Hi, and welcome to Sultiful. Today's episode of Soulful is on outsourcing, and we have Miss Zofia Banyai of My Processes here with us all the way from Budapest, you guys, all the way from Budapest. So first, we're going to talk about what you're working on. So Tony, what did you work on today? Nakia Toya, thank you so much for inviting me to the show, and I'm so happy to meet you. Uh, well, I was working on some outsourcing and some project management. Uh, the current hot topic uh, for me is, is, I think, very interesting. We started to use, with, uh, with one, more than one of my clients, actually, we started to use uh, softwares which uh, are issue tracking software. So instead of emails, uh, companies and uh, business owners realized that it's very hard to track issues in emails. Mm -hmm. So they decided to move to helpdesk softwares and I am helping them to implement these helpdesk softwares and uh, working them. And I think it's a very, very interesting development because like 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, uh, when we get an email, we, we, when we received an email, we were like, oh, one new email. And now we are getting like tons of emails, like more than 100 every day. And it's just getting too much. And therefore, entrepreneurs switch to use to this kind of have that software. So I was very enthusiastic to work on this project today. Cool. So, what did you work on today? So that's that's really cool, sis. Because um, I, I feel the same way. I, I have a hard time keeping a handle on my email. So we use project management tools that everything is in one place where we can see everything in one place instead of all those emails. So that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So today has been pretty fun. I've been on a lot of trainings uh, this morning. I've, I'm kind of trying to work on being a better uh, bookkeeper accountant. So I've, I did that type of training and, and working on mindset. I've attended a live stream production training because that's the, the work that I focus on. So um, it's been pretty eventful. Yes. Cool. You, you Nakia? I worked on creating jiffies for the VA World Conference, gifts, whatever you want to call them. And I worked on creating a video to show everyone that today my mood was better. So I did a little dance and put some music to it. So I was having fun today while working my full-time job. Nice. So Giphy or Jiffy? What is it, ladies? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's open to interpretation. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Wherever awesome. you're located, it, it's whatever it is. So let's get into the show. I'm going to introduce Miss Sophia. She is an operational null outsourcing manager, COO, and online business manager. She, is, she helps busy entrepreneurs and remote teams improve their processes, automate and outsource their time-consuming tasks without sacrificing profit. And if you're looking to work less and earn more, she has tons to tell you. So she is going to talk about the outsourcing decision and how to work less and earn more. Welcome, Zofia. Thank you so much for the introduction. I'm so glad to be here with you in the show. 
Cool. So do you have a question first? Um, yeah, I do. Absolutely. So um, outsourcing, why did that become like an important to you? Why is it something that you focus on? Uh, first, I started to focus on operational management. I ended up uh, working uh, with a client for whom I started to set up their processes. And then I realized that I, of course, want more clients like every entrepreneurs do. And when I started to work other clients, it turned out to me like a lot of them were either uh, entre uh, solopreneurs, so like a one man show business, or they had a small team and just a small team. So when we were talking about processes, it became obvious that we cannot solve everything in house. And of course, outsourcing is a natural choice. But uh, when I mention outsourcing and in a digital sphere, it's for so many people, it's quite obvious. They just go to Upwork, Fever, and quickly hire someone, which can absolutely work. Don't get me wrong, but it can really go wrong as well. And I realized that the difference between why is it good or why is it going bad is whether you are just randomly throwing tasks to someone, to an outsourcer, to a freelancer, or whether you have a a process, a setup, way of working, and you give it to someone. And in my experience, this is going to be way more successful. So that's how the name My Processes came as well, because I believe in processes. And I think the most important part of outsourcing is not just giving the job away and hoping it's going to get done, but creating the process and give it away. And that's the point where I help my clients to create the process and to outsource it efficiently. I have a question. Okay, so I'm a business owner. As a virtual assistant, I am looking to outsource certain things in my business. But when it comes to processes, I'm a little stuck because in my full-time job, I'm a technical writer. So I write processes all day long. But in my business, I can't figure out the sweet spot for processes. Do you write a process? Do you write a minute, detailed process for every little thing? Or should it be just the big things? Does that make sense? Yes, it does. And there is no no set answer for that. It really depends on the business. It really depends on your personality. I mean, if you are talking about a big company where so many people are working and those tiny parts can be crucial for, for the well-being of the whole business, then yes, I think it should be written down. But if you are a solopreneur and you are just... Uh, seeking for help in one area or in another of your business, then I would suggest you to like have an inventory of what you are doing, have a business a process map of your business, and then let's see what do you want to get help with. Let's focus on that area. Let's create a process for that part and maybe slowly but steadily build up the rest of, rest of it. And it really depends on whether you want to keep everything in your hand or do you plan to give it away at certain point of time. If you plan to give it away, I suggest to create not just a process, but also a good description, a good uh, good uh, ways of working of how are you going to give it away? How are you going to train your new, uh, new colleague and or your new freelancer who will work with you, your new assistant? And as a virtual assistant, I'm sure you know what I mean. So uh, I'm pretty sure that you also don't appreciate when a client comes to you and just tells you that, something needs to be done, but not really sure what, and you will get the information or not. So it can be really chaotic. And I, I aim to uh, have the bridge between between this gap of giving information and performing the task. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. I have a question. What is your favorite um, mapping software, process mapping software? 
because I am not too technical on that. So I have very different kind of uh, companies. I don't go too technical on the mapping either. And I really like AOA. AOA is a project management tool and also a very good visual board. And I really like to use their tool as a mind mapping tool. And basically, I like to use mind map for process mapping because it just helps the creativity. It can be colored. It can be like nicely organized. And, and then we can easily link the link of the process descriptions to the AOA tool. Cool. Chloe, do you have any more questions? Yeah. So, um, so sis, um, like, as, as you know, we're virtual assistants and, um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about current issues and so forth as it relates to bridging, um, you know, you know, be, being that bridge, because I like we, I think we have to be, be that bridge and we have to do the work. <laughs> so what, what do you recommend for us in, in, this, in our space where we have to because there's a disconnect, you know, we're ready to do the work, but there's a disconnect. What, what would you say to us to to be that bridge? So bridging uh, between you and between your clients, that's your question. So how to do that? Mm -hmm. Actually, uh, I always try to slow down my clients before outsourcing. So they come very enthusiastically that, hey, yeah, let's get rid of this task. And I'm just like, oh, okay, easy. Uh, let's see. And let's map out the processes, see what you are working on, what can you outsource. And first prepare the process in a way makes sense for you, then train. Uh, your outsourcers how to do that and then have a follow-up session and also have uh, these kind of meetings which you set up earlier that in two weeks one month from now we're gonna evaluate the process because maybe what you has used to be working for you is not working for uh, for your virtual assistant mm -hmm. and I think this uh, uh, this uh, preset meeting when everyone knows that we are dedicating just half an hour but it's so important we are dedicating for evaluating how we are working, then I think it can really ensure uh, that both parties are going to be happy. Cool. That's, that's very helpful um, because, um, yeah, we have a, a couple meetings coming up. We have, you know, some entrepreneurs that are, got off, that are kind of all over the place and we want to really help them. And sometimes it's like, hey, these, I need you to help with the uh, email management or what have you. Tell us the task, but it's just that disconnect. But we got to, like you said, slow them down and walk them through a, a process to get where we need to and have follow-up calls to make sure that mm -hmm. that is working. So that's very, very helpful. Thank so you. Yeah, and it's so great that you mentioned email management because that's one of my favorite examples. It's like, oh my God, I want to get rid of my emails. It's just too much. And please let me just give it to an assistant. And I always use the example, like you have a bunch of crap on your table. If you're giving <laughs> this bunch of crap to someone else, then quite likely she will suffer even more because she has no clue what to do with it. While you have some clue at least, so please clean it up. And then there's the point when you can, when you can give it to someone. And if it is a bigger company, so not a solopreneur, but like a team, a remote team or, or an office team, I always go with creating first an email guidelines and CC etiquette because there is a point where it can go really wrong when the colleagues overdue emails or not really clear about what should who should they uh, put in the two or the CC part, then they put like, half of the word in the CC and then the CEO ends up to be CC'd in each and oh, every gosh. email. So outsourcing such a mailbox is, is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it needs to be agreed first like how does it look like what what are we writing emails about when do we use email when do we use 
project tracking software? When do we use the help desk software? And uh, when do we use just chat? So like have a little bit of guidelines and etiquette and then who we put in CC, when do we need an approval about what we are sending and so on and so forth. And that's the moment when you can start thinking about to outsource your mailbox when there is at least a little bit of clarity. And yeah, of course, unroll from this, uh, unsubscribe from the spam emails. That's point number zero. Mm. Got it. So you mentioned that, um, you know, the title is the power of outsourcing. You mentioned how terrible it can go or how great it can go. Um, so I would love to hear about an experience that you had where it was like bad, like the outsourcing that, that it helped you to say, to, you know, figure out how to do it right. Uh, is that, that a bad question? Is sorry? Can you yeah, I would, I, would, I, would, I would like to understand. I would like to hear like how some a, a situation where you were outsourcing, maybe you were helping a, a client and it just was all wrong. It just, it just worked out terribly because I have, I've had, I have those experiences. So I want you to walk me through a bad experience and how, how it got better or how did you make it better or better the next time? Uh-huh. Uh, one terrible experience, which luckily this don't happen directly with me. It's okay. more like a story, but there was a virtual assistant who was like practically, so she was not doing well enough it was not okay enough her work so the client wanted to be very nice and hire a second virtual assistant so they could oh. help each other there would be less work etc and the first virtual assistant noticed the job posting and she went on full crazy mode and basically started to <laughs> harass the client online i mean if something can so it went wrong it did <laughs> Uh, so that was a very bad personal choice. So of course, for clients, I always say that work someone you can you can really trust because mm, especially yeah. with virtual assistant, it can be really, really a matter of trust. So that's why I try to uh, expand my network and really get to know uh, freelancers, uh, online workers with whom with whom I can work in the future. So I'm so glad, uh, ladies, we are in touch right now and. And I can expand my networks through you as well, because yeah, for clients, it's just so important to, to have someone they can actually trust. Yes, definitely. Um, a lot of people don't realize how much a virtual assistant can help them and they want to hold on to things so tight because of that lack of trust. But there are people who you can trust to, to do what you need done and to do it well and without the drama. And I agree with you. I like to work with people that I trust. I like to work with them on different projects to see if I can trust them. Um, that trust factor is really important. So with that being said, um, platforms like Upwork, Upwork, which I have used, which I've hired people out of, um, I mean, I just feel like you got to look at a lot of reviews. And sometimes, I don't know, I, like my Upwork experience has been iffy. Um, so it's do you recommend that also, right? Sometimes yeah, you have yeah. so many options, like who to choose based on the yeah. price, based on the reviews. Yes. And sometimes it's not even like the most expensive person is the best for your needs. It's just right. it's hard to hard to hard to come up with. Yeah, 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 I really try to help my uh, my clients with this kind of thing. So when we set up the process, why we by the time we are in the end of the work of setting up uh, the process, then I usually have someone in mind who can. Mm -hmm can uh who can help and do it well and you know like who could be a right fit and then with all those back and forth of course and uh, and the adjustments of of uh, the whole uh, project in the long run of course in a weekly or other monthly basis it's just so important to have a 
mutual understanding and really building up this trust between the two of them. Yeah, we had that issue this weekend. We we contacted someone on Fiverr and I've never had a bad Fiverr experience until this weekend. But um, our order came with two revisions. And my definition of a revision is once we've agreed on something, but I don't like it all, that's a revision. He provided two samples of work and then said those were my revisions and he couldn't do no more work. And I'm like, that's not what a revision is. So that made me very unhappy. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just so nice when you have uh, trusted people, you know, that you can vouch for their work and the work ethic and their character. Mm-hmm. So I, I hear you, sis. That's, that's, um, it's nice when you have referrals. Versus trying to find somebody and going through 50,000 reviews and looking at so many, oh, it just can take so much time. So I'm so glad yeah. that you are in place for, for business owners. You are so needed. My goodness, so needed. What, what type of, um, did you need formal education or did your worldly experience help you with becoming this, this type of owner, business owner? I was studying in business school and I also have a financial background and I think for businesses, finance is quite crucial. So I always advise against outsourcing if it doesn't make financial sense, unless if you just want to spend your money, that's also fine with me <laughs> generally uh, for the going concern. Of, of your business is better to to make uh, to have a budget so have a proper budget on the outsourcing so I think that's important but it doesn't necessarily mean I have process background I think I have a different uh, way of looking at the structures of the business because before business school I used to study history which is like widely different mm-hmm. uh, but looks at the 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 connections between the events a little bit I don't know different manner than business people would do. And, but that's just a feeling of mine, so it's it's never proven. I just feel like uh, that that's that's the origin of my of my different viewpoint, which I try to get the most out of. And yes, then then the business experience, of course. So it was it was very very important to me uh, to have a good experience first with a quite uh, big company. Uh, I used to work uh, for a multinational company first, and then I used uh, I worked for a medium-sized company and then I started my own business which gave me the opportunity to work with various kind and various size of businesses. So how long have you been in business? It's like uh, almost two years I would say in my own business. Did the pandemic affect your business any? Yeah I just started uh, around the beginning of the pandemic a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. and um, I was worried first I imagined Although I am an online worker, I imagine myself to like actually going on site more. And of course, it was not possible. But mm, I didn't feel that it went too wrong. Actually, I mean, it was even positive because uh, people went online and uh, the problems are more obvious when you cannot go to someone's desk and just to discuss. So, for example, with emails, like the need for an email uh, etiquette email guideline is, is so much more needed than when you don't have the chance just to run next, turn to the girl next to you and discuss it but rather you really have to figure out how to do this kind of communication so I mean maybe a little bit helped but I think it's like didn't really change I would say cool nice do you work with uh, folks uh, just in your region or are you international I am international I have clients from uh, Western Europe uh, Canada, United States, 
I had a few clients from Australia, but then the time zone difference is really killing me there. Oh, yes. <laughs> it was really hard. Yeah, I can imagine. Wow. Well, I wanted to applaud you, sis, to, you know, starting your own business. Yay, women in business. Mm -hmm. And um, same thing, like during the pandemic, um, you know, this is a time everybody where sales can increase. It can increase. A lot of times we're thinking negatively. Sales can increase in this time period. You just got to provide what people need and want in the way that they, they need it. So kudos to you. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I would like to know, um, what is the best way to connect with you if, if someone's interested in your business? Check out my website, myprocess.es. I am not Spanish, so the ES is not because of the Spanish. It's just the joke, my processes, and just put a dot. And that's how you find my website. And I am also on LinkedIn, and uh, and also I have a YouTube channel which is called My Processes, and yeah. I have hopefully some useful videos. YouTube process is my favorite process, by the way. YouTube is a crucial point for businesses because mm. it really creates trust and really uh, attracts clients. Maybe not directly, but like uh, establishes you as an authority uh, person in your industry. And mm -hmm. it's a lot of work. So for a business uh, who doesn't have like a separate marketing department, it's a crazy amount of work, which really should be outsourced. And we created a plug and play solution for YouTube process outsourcing. So, and it, I tried it on my own YouTube channel, so it works quite okay. So check nice. out my YouTube channel also. Absolutely. How do, you, how do you, how does a client know what they need to outsource? Hmm, the outsourcing decision. Okay. Oh, it has been a while I last talked about it, but I really like it because I think uh, if you don't pick the right task, then the outsourcing can go quite wrong. So I think first you have to figure out what really needs to be done. Uh, there are things you can actually eliminate if it doesn't need to be done and doesn't uh, create any value, any money for the business, then you can you can really get rid of it. Then you have you really should have a look whether something could be automated. Mm. Automation has and can really have a high cost, mm -hmm. uh, so not always makes financial sense. But automation eliminates the the human mistakes out of the process. And if you come up with an idea which can create money and can be automated, then that's a cash machine. Perfect. <laughs> Involve me in your business too. Let me invest if you found such. And and yeah, when you, once you looked about the task which can be eliminated and automated, then you can arrive to the point to find tasks which can be outsourced. Always make sure that you find a task which uh, is trainable, so mm -hmm. where you can actually train someone to do it. So, for example, yes. if you are a coach, then probably you will not outsource your coaching sessions. Mm -hmm. You will really need to ask honest questions to yourself: what can be outsourced and what not. Probably, if you are a coach or even a psychologist. Uh, your your emails will be way more sensitive than to outsource, but it doesn't mean you shouldn't. Mm -hmm. You can do it, but you need a very trusted person to uh, go with the emails, for example. So there are some very minor questions, but if you would like to look into that, please visit my website, myprocess.es, and I put a whole chart of the outsourcing decision. It's very funny. You just answer questions and follow the arrows, and then in the end, you will arrive whether it should be eliminated, automated, or outsourced. And everybody is different. Uh, so I think uh, every case uh, really, really differs. And I'm very happy to jump in a call if, uh, if you are stuck with your outsourcing decision and decide whether something should be outsourced from your business. 
cool. That's a different take on it because I always thought of yes. outsourcing things I don't like to do. Not necessarily outsourcing things because I'm overwhelmed, because I'm not overwhelmed, but outsourcing things that I just don't want to do. <laughs> So that's or, yeah, but you don't like to do, or someone else could do better. And I think that's the hardest part mm, because yeah. we entrepreneurs, women in business, yay, that's awesome. We feel like we can solve anything, which is, which is I believe, true. But what's the price of, of solving and doing every job? The price of wasting your time, not having time for your family, your friends, not having time for actually improving your business because you are doing the day-to-day firefighting. And if it just takes away your energy, takes away too much of your time, then you really have to be honest to yourself that, yes, yeah, someone else could do it better and quicker and maybe cheaper, by the way, because you also have an hourly rate and there are people out there who could do it better and cheaper even. Cool. That's so, so good to, to hear. But as you're talking, I was like, Nikki's probably thinking, ain't nobody could do nothing better than me. <laughs> But like she said, it take it can take when so when you get a lot of clients, it can take away your family time, you know, your downtime, your self care. So that's good. One thing that stuck out for me, and as you're talking, sis, is uh, automation. Automation that definitely can help. Are there any automation tools that you recommend or that you use? Well, so out of the obvious, uh, Zapier is is really really cool. And in, just in the beginning, I mentioned the help desk softwares, which also have very good automation solutions. So for example, automating the first reply, which I mean, most of the clients know when you receive a message that, hey, thank you for your message. We are going to look into that. Of course, it's automated, but still feel nice Mm -hmm. that my message just went out and I will get a reply. I feel reassured kind of thing. And uh, in this process, you can automate the reminder process. So if you are not getting feedback regarding one thing or another from the client, then you can automatically remind the client without keeping this in mind. And uh, yeah, I'm really into this help desk software at the moment. I think they are really a game changer for businesses. And it's called Hub Desk? Help Desk, yes. I mean, Help Desk is a general term and there are, of course, different uh, software. Oh, you mean like Hub Desk, like Zendesk? Yes, exactly, cool. exactly. Zendesk, Freshdesk, and all Jira project management tools and all the different softwares which are out there in the market. And I don't really want to pick any because I haven't tried all. I hope I will have the chance to work with more. But uh, yeah, I, I do think they, they are a game changers comparing to, to emails and just uh, writing your to-do list on paper. Yeah, very good, very good. Well, it's come time to talk about our sponsor. So we're going to talk about our sponsor. Then we're going to come back and give you the last word. Mm-hmm. So today's sponsor, it is KISS Virtual Services. Nakia, tell us about KISS Virtual Services. Okay. KISS Virtual <laughs> Services is my business. And I am a general administrative support specialist. I help with projects as well. Um you can schedule a call by going to kissvirtualservices.com. Thank you very much. Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, guys, she's a great project manager. She helps me with so many different projects. So definitely make sure that you connect with Nakia at Kiss Virtual Services. Wonderful. All right, sis, you have the last word. Go ahead. All right. So if you have a business and if you feel overwhelmed, don't be scared of outsourcing. I admit that there can be uh, traps. And while I am here to prevent you from walking into the traps and 
feel free to reach out even if you are not planning to outsource because setting up your processes, for example, before you want to sell your business or you want to attract more investors into your business, then your processes should be really in place. And yeah, we can we can create your SOPs, your standard operational processes easily. Fantastic. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, is there anything else? No, no, no. Nope, All right. Thank well, you very much, Sophia. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much, Nakia. Thank you, Taya. Let, let me just say, though, this interview, it was just how she, her process, it was nice and concise and to the point and just great information. So we really, really appreciate you. This was awesome. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So I'm glad to be useful. Yes, yes. And you have to come back. I feel like you can have, yeah, you got to come back if you're open to it. We would love to talk exactly. about some other, the, we would like to segment some of the things that you do because you said SOPs and that's a whole yeah. nother show in itself. And maybe so. we can talk about YouTube too. I have a Girl, yes. good ideas about YouTube. It can be also a hot topic. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. So guys, make sure that you like, comment, and subscribe. We're so grateful and thank you that you hung out with us today. And we hope that you enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Hi, and welcome to Soul Support.